This is Pocket Watching with JT, the call-in financial talk show focused on helping you get your money right. Jason Thornton is a certified financial planner licensed in both tax and investments. Now, this is not personal financial advice. This is JT's real reaction to all your money and business questions. Are you deep in debt, living paycheck to paycheck, and looking for a way out? Call Pocket Watching with JT, the financial advisor for the people. Need more? Book your personal consultation with my man JT at pocketwatcher.net. Now, let's go pocket watching. Hey, Pocket Watchers. Welcome to Pocket Watching with JT. It is Freestyle Friday, but of course, we got to start with a trending topic. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Big shout out to the over 56,000 of you who have, who have subscribed to my channel. I appreciate it. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share this content. Pocket Watching with JT is here to help you shift between good financial advice and bad financial advice to try to help you in your everyday life. We don't teach you how to get rich quick here. Not with Pocket Watching with JT. We show you how to build wealth for the long term, how to stop living paycheck to paycheck, right? Without any shortcuts, we try to figure out what's the best way for you to change your spending habits to actually build wealth. That's what goes on here. So shout outs to the over 56,000 of you who hit the subscribe button. I appreciate it. And a very special shout out to one of you pocket watchers out there who sent me the clip that I will be reacting to now. Now, listen, make sure I'm not going to be on here all night. So if y'all want to call in and give me what you're thinking on this topic, or of course, it's, uh, it's Freestyle Friday. If you have any question about your personal financial life, give me a call. I'll do the best I can to give you a recommendation or a tip to help you in your financial life. Phone number 515-602-9778. That's 515-602-9778. But back to the main topic. A pocket watcher out there who decided to buy a uh, a course, right? He decided to buy a course offered by him 500. I believe his course is called Recession Proof. There you go. Rece Recession Proof. He bought a course and very early on, very early on while watching the videos in this course, he saw something that seemed a little suspicious, right? Saw something that looked a little suspicious. So hit me up you know, showed me what was going on and he wanted to get my reaction. So before I give you guys my reaction, I want to put up on the screen what exactly we are talking about. So here we go. Here we go. This is the clip from the course Recession Proof offered by Mr. Him 500. I'm going to play it. Then I'm going to give you my commentary. You guys let me know what you think. All right, here we go. Hopefully this is loud and clear. Here we go. Right. When you're doing the application, these companies go off a of state of income. You're going to add the income. You're going to put a higher number on the income. Okay. Is that your income 265 per year, right? Except with American Express because American Express does reviews. When American Express does a review, 
they'll ask for your tax documents and shut your cars down or drop your cars down to where they should be based off your income. Um, you're going to put a higher number on the income. Um, you're going to put a higher number on the income, 265 per year. We good with the funding? You guys understand that part? Right? All right, one more time. Application. These companies go off of stated income. You're going to add the income. You're going to put a higher number on the income, okay? Is that your income, 265 per year, right? Except with American Express because American Express does reviews. When American Express does a review, they'll ask for your tax documents and shut your cars down or drop your cars down to where they should be based off your income. Um, you're going to put a higher number on the income. Um, you're going to put a higher number on the income, 265 per year. We good with the funding? You guys understand that part? All right. All right. So let me slow that down and give you an explanation of what's going on because we need some context here, right? You know, context is important. So here we go. During this part of the course, it looks as if HIM 500 is giving people advice of how they can get funding for whatever business venture that they have or trying to clean up their credit, whatever, whatever it is, trying to get funding, okay? And the advice is to go to different credit card companies and try to get a as high of a balance on that card as possible, as much credit as you can as possible. Now, he is advising for apparently anyone who's watching this course, right? He's advising that you put down as your income, because he said stated income, which stated income basically means in a application format is that they're not asking for supportive documentation. When you have stated income, it's what you're putting down. They're not going to ask you for your tax returns or W-2 or paycheck stuff. You're stating your income. So based on what we see here, we see him 500, Mr. Marcus Barney. He is advising that whoever bought the course who's watching this, he is advising that you should put down that you make $265,000 a year. Hold on here. The average income in America is around fifty forty five thousand dollars a year just just around it that's like an, an, an average income that's for the entire population now if you were to take a moment and think who is the target audience of this course who's buying him 500 courses well the major population of the United States is not the audience of him 500. The audience of him 500, their average income is probably lower than what the average income is for all Americans. So at best, let's just let's just spitball some numbers here. At best. The average person who would be watching this course or who bought this course they probably make anywhere between $45,000 to $28,000 a year. That's that's probably the sweet spot. And you're like, JT, how do you know? I take callers all the time on my show. They tell me what their annual income is. They tell me what their expenses are. 
I got a good temperature of what my audience financial numbers look like. Not only that, I'm a certified financial planner. I actually do have a private practice of mine where I am the financial advisor for a majority African-American clientele. And I've got a good idea of what the average person who would buy a course like this, what their income is. And I'm saying there's a good $45,000 to $28,000. Now, Him 500 is explicitly telling his people who bought this course to put down that they make over a quarter of a million dollars a year right? A quarter of a million dollars is $250,000. He said to put down that you make $265,000. Okay. Couple of things here. Point number one, if you actually do make $265,000 a year, you should not be buying this course. You need to actually hire a certified financial planner to help you out of whatever financial problems or issues you have. You should not be buying this course. All right. That's that. That's number one. Number two, most likely the person who's buying this course, they don't make anywhere near this amount of money. You, too, should not be buying this course. You should probably be researching and finding uh, debt management clinics. Uh, financial planning clinics. I myself, I do hours every year of pro bono financial planning services. This is where I take on clients who do not pay me. Now, don't call my office. That's not going to be you. I do this through other programs. So if you are a part of a program that I then volunteer with, then you're going to get help. And they have clinics like this all over the country. Many are sponsored by churches and other nonprofit organizations in your uh, neighborhood, in your town, in your city, in your county. My suggestion to you is if you cannot afford to pay a certified financial planner to help you with whatever uh, financial issues or questions that you have, there are free resources. So nobody really should be buying this course based on what I'm seeing here. But let's go to the next step. Now, What's going on? What, what? Why are you so excited, JT? Why? What's the big problem, right? The problem is you are committing fraud. Once again, I thought we covered this before, but listen, I, I'm not above repeating myself. Ain't a big deal. I'll repeat myself. So for those of you who are unaware, pull up a chair and let me explain to you how uh, fraud works. So. At any time, if you go to a bank or any kind of lending institution, maybe that's the thing that trips people up. I know the concept of a bank, right? But anybody who is lending you money in that capacity, just think this is a bank. Even though you may not look at it as a bank, but in this sense, in the form and function of the transaction that you're dealing with right now, it's a bank, okay? And if they give you an application to fill out and you intentionally lie on this application, 
in order to receive funds that you would not otherwise be able to get. Meaning, you know, let's say you make $35,000 a year. Well, you know, if you put down $35,000 a year, you probably won't get the credit balance that you want compared to putting down $265,000. So what are you doing? You are lying on a legal document in order to receive funds that you would ordinarily not have access to. Let me paint you a scenario, okay? Because maybe white collar crime is a little too abstract. It's, it's you know, something that you're not used to, okay? Now, if I was to go into a bank and I've got an account at this bank, I've got about $2,000 in the account at this bank. I go up to the teller, right? Go up to the teller and I tell the teller, I would like to get $250,000 out of this bank. The teller would look and say, hey, you only have a couple thousand dollars in the account. So I pull out an instrument. My instrument of choice is a gun. I pull out the gun. And I say, no, no, uh, I would like to get the $250,000. I'm using this instrument, a gun, to receive funds that I would ordinarily not have access to. Everyone understands, hey, you are robbing the bank, JT. What are you doing? You're using an instrument, a weapon, a gun, to get funds from a bank that you would not ordinarily have access to. Okay, now let's rewind. I'm using an instrument. This time, it is a credit application. I am then forging information on this application. The application is explicitly asking me how much money do I make annually? I am well aware of how much money I make. I make $35,000 a year for this example. But because I saw and paid for this course, Recession Proof from HIM 500, I'm going to put down $265,000 a year. Now, this is more than a quarter of a million dollars. That means, what does that mean? That means four years of this salary, I've made over a million dollars. It just takes me four years to make a million dollars with this salary. Just, just, I want you to feel the gravity of what I'm talking about here. Just feel the gravity of what I'm talking about here. Four years over a million dollars with this salary. Okay, so here we go. I use this instrument, this credit application, hand it over to the person at the bank and say, here you go. The person at the bank is now convinced based on the use of this instrument that they're going to give me what I asked for. One is a violent crime. The other is white collar crime. But it's still me robbing the bank. That is the point that I'm trying to make. And if you are out there, you're, you're trying to improve your financial life. Listen, I'm going to give you all the credit in the world 
that you're taking action. Let me say that. First and foremost, if you are a person who you, you looked around and you realize I'm not where I want to be financially. And instead of sitting on your hands or throwing your shoulders up and saying, I ah, forget about it. I'm just going to keep living the same way and whatever. You made a real choice and said, hey, I want to actively change my financial life. I'm going to seek out information that I can use to improve my life. First and foremost, congratulations. That's the first step you got to take. The first step you have to take is one, you have to one, recognize that you have an issue. Then after you recognize you have an issue, you got to take steps forward to correct the issue. Okay. That's what has to happen. Quick shout out. Let me not, you know, I, I got to give respect to all the people that is giving out uh super chat. So hey, JF, thank you for the super chat, my brother. Keep them honest, JT. Much respect for a Sigma man from an alpha man. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. I mean, we, 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 we do what we can with the tools that we have, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So here we go. You're trying to improve your life. Shout out to you. You bought this course. That means you're trying to improve your life financially. I'm one of your biggest cheerleaders. Not a hater. Not a hater. I'm cheerleading you. I want you to succeed in improving your life. That's why I do this show. I do the show because I want to help people in their financial lives. Now, the issue that we have here is that you're taking on information that isn't just bad. See, if this was just bad information, that's one level. I would still be talking about it. Absolutely would still be talking about it. But if it was just bad financial advice, that's one thing. Bad financial advice can set you back, right? It can set you back for years if you take bad financial advice. But this isn't just bad financial advice. This is criminal advice. Criminal advice. So in case you think that I'm just blowing smoke, I'm going to read to you an article of what happened to someone who did something very similar to this. Here we go. This, this is what could happen if you fill out a credit application fraudulently. This is what could happen to you. All right, so here we go. Lying on a credit card application can be a costly mistake as it constitutes fraud and can result in up to $1 million in fines and or 30 years in prison. $1 million in fines and not just or, and or meaning you'd have to either do one or the other, or you can do both at the same time. $1 million in fines and 30 years in prison. Now, let me give you an example of what happened. So here we go. We have a case back in 2012. A man was convicted of bank loan application fraud. Here we go. Because years earlier, he reported to the IRS that he made about $12,500. This is what he put on his tax return. On his tax return, he said he made $12,488, basically $12,500. But 
on his credit card application, he put that his salary range was between $90,000 and $122,000 a year. All right, one more time here. Tax return says he made less than 13000 Credit card application says he made about $100,000. Okay, he did this on multiple credit applications. Now, his fine wasn't $1 million, and he was not sentenced to 30 years in prison. But he did get hit with a fine of $50,000. And his sentence was time served. Time served mean when he was arrested for this crime, he was basically in a holding cell for a while. Between the time that he got arrested and the time that his court process was over, he was already in jail. So basically what the judge said is, hey, I'm going to give you time served because you are already in jail for the time between you were arrested and the time that this court proceeding ended. So he got time served, but he also received supervision after his release. He also has a felony on his record. That is what can happen when you lie on a credit card application. All right. So what are we doing here, people? I have no understanding. Why are you trying to get credit that you do not deserve? And I'll get to that point here in a second, but I want to give a quick shout out to my supporters here. We got It's Just ETV in the building. Big supporters. says, hey, JT, been a while. I'm glad I had time to catch a live. No, thank you very much. Thank you, man. Him 500 on the repeat offenders list. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. It's not personal with me. I have no idea. You know, me and him 500 don't know each other. I'm not looking for him 500 content. You guys send it to me. I look at it and I react to it based on the fact I am a certified financial planner. I know what I'm talking about here. You do not want to get mixed up in this stuff. But here we go. What am I saying when, why do you guys want access to credit that you don't deserve? And why why would I even say that you don't deserve it? Here we go. Let me explain why you don't deserve it. You don't deserve the credit of a person who makes 10 times the money you make. You don't. I don't know who lied to you. That's what I would love to know. Call me up. Let me know. 515-602-9778. 515-602-9778. I need to know this from the people. Who lied to you? Who told you that you deserve these things that you want? Why do you believe you deserve the credit score of a person who makes a quarter of a million dollars a year when you make less than $50,000 a year? Why do you believe that you deserve a lavish lifestyle of a multimillionaire when you live paycheck to paycheck? Who is lying to you? You don't get that from me. You deserve what you earn. 
right? So if you make $45,000 a year, you have earned the right to live the lifestyle of a person who makes $45,000 a year. You deserve nothing less, but you also deserve nothing more. If you want more, you need to do more. Why are you people, why are you seeking to gain things in your life that you have not earned? That's the issue. This is why you can fall for bad advice like this. If you had the morals, the character, the ethics of a average person, you would think to yourself, why would I lie on a form saying that I make more money than I do? I only deserve the credit limit of a person who makes the type of money I make. I do not deserve the credit limit of a person who makes four or five times the money I make. Because if I was given the credit limit of a person who makes four or five times the money I make, I probably would not be able to manage it. Why do you think these rules are in place? Why do you think underwriting exists? It's not to simply deny you a loan that you deserve. If you deserve the loan, you'll get it. Now, don't come calling me talking about, you know, racism. Like, hey, listen, I'm aware. I'm aware. Long, horrible history of racism within the banking industry. Very aware of this. But that does not excuse you to lie. Does it? Is, is it me? Am I, am I tripping? That does not excuse you to lie. So I'm going to start taking on callers. I call her from, let me see, a caller from 360 area code. Give me one second while I open up these lines. Give me one second while I bring on the caller from 360 area code. Now, listen, people, when you are on the phone, do me a favor, okay? When you're on the phone, listen to me through the phone. Whatever device you're listening to me on currently, I appreciate it, but put that device on mute, right? You can hear me directly through the phone. That way we can have a clear conversation without a lot of feedback in the back of the phone. So do me the favor, if you're on hold right now and you want to talk to me, I'm going to call out your area code, but go ahead and turn down, <laughs> turn down the device you're listening to me on so that we can hear each other and I don't have to hear an echo. So here we go. Caller from 360 area code. You're live on the air with Pocket Watching with JT. Thank you for calling. How can I help you? I'm good. I'm good. You're a little light. I don't know if it's it's the volume that I got, but you might want to speak directly into the phone. You're a little light on, on my end. Can you hear me? Much better. Much better. Okay. So uh, one thing that I got to say is I'm going to just play um, devil's advocate here. Go right let's ahead. Say, um, let's say um, the guy that he uh, reported uh, $12,000 and maybe he uh, made a hundred and something thousand dollars, but you can't report that. 
for the IRS because, you know, it's illegal money or whatever. Oh. Uh, so not necessarily that he lied. <laughs> okay. Not that he lied. Maybe that's, you know, that's the view for some people. Like, okay. You know, not even legal. You know, sometimes it's like some money that you make on the side for the business or whatever, and uh-huh. you only accept the cash. So it's going to be hard for you to, like, like strippers, for example. You, okay. They report that they made $5,000 a day. Like, most of the strippers, they, they report that, oh, I made $5,000 a year last year. Mm-hmm. So, so not necessarily that he's not qualified for the uh, the six figure uh, the six figure income. Uh-huh. It's just you know if you're from like certain neighborhood or okay somewhere else, it's kind of hard for um really to be honest. Like first of all, you're just targeting yourself, like mm-hmm. reporting that you made one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and then next year you're talking about oh I went from one hundred twenty thousand dollars now I'm making. Uh, Forty thousand dollars or whatever. It don't make sense. It don't add up. Okay. So, not necessarily. I would say that he lied. He probably did make six figures. It's just that maybe he wasn't like he clearly saw that. Okay, I can't pay this. Uh huh. Okay. Like, I don't make this. this no, no. I got you. I got you. Now, now let's play the logic all the way out. Right. Let's not half step the logic. Let's go all the way. So here we go. You are playing devil's advocate, and you're presenting me with the scenario. Say, hey. In the case that I just read, the guy did not lie to the credit card companies. He did actually make about $100,000 a year, but he just inaccurately reported how much money he made to the IRS. That's the uh, hypothetical that you're giving me, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So here we go. He did not lie to the credit card companies, okay? But he lied to the Internal Revenue Service, which is also a felony. So we're just swapping out one felony for another felony. So who do you want to lie to? Are you lying to the credit card companies by overstating (laughs) your income? Are you lying to the Internal Revenue Service by understating your income? Both can result to huge fines, penalties, and jail time. So he's still a liar at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I'm just saying, man, because that's, I mean, I do, I, I'm a business owner myself. So right. technically, most of these write-offs, most people do lie. And I, mm-hmm. I have watched one of your shows. You were talking about this dude who um, he basically told you, like, hey, mm-hmm. I want to pay this amount of money, despite that they made right. like hundred and some thousand, which you go pay way more money than five thousand dollars in taxes. Right. But they tell you how much they want to pay, and then you <laughs> got to shake the. Uh, yeah, you you just got you got to just make up numbers, right? Someone comes down and say, "Hey, I would like to pay about five thousand dollars in taxes." That's not how it works. You don't right. back into the number. Right. You don't say, uh, this year right. I- I'll pay around $8,000 in taxes. Make the numbers work so where I pay $8,000. That is fraud. Okay? So it don't even matter. It's still fraud. <laughs> right. At the end of the day, we're talking about fraud, right? And here's the issue. It's not that I'm trying to put my ethics and my morals on someone else. Right, because we we all come from now, a different you're, point you're, of view. You're, no, you're giving good advice. Right, I, I'm gonna give you that. Like that's most practical mm. advice you can give anybody who's out there listening. 
they're not being irresponsible and encouraging these people like this dude of him him five hundred. Right. Like that's like clearly he's a fraud, but it's just like like the advice that you give to people is like realistic and it makes sense to a lot of people. Right. You know, you don't encourage these type of behaviors to uh, like forge a bank application, mm-hmm. lie that a bank application that you gonna get a car loan and then now you wanna pull back talking about, oh, it's, it's not a car loan now, I'm just trying to get a money for it, a right. personal loan. And right. you talk- <laughs> So that's, you know, so that's yeah. a whole different story. So but yeah, but here, here's, here's the other side of it, right? Here's the other side of it. In my experience, people who are constantly, constantly looking for shortcuts don't end up at the destination that they're going for, okay? There is merit to doing things the right way. There is merit to doing the hard work. If you do things the right way in the hard work, now you're not going to be cheered on. It's not going to look like the cool thing to do, but you will end up at your goal doing it what people think is the hard way and what is actually the fair and honest way. Lying and cheating to get to where you want ultimately ends up bad for most people. But listen, bro, I thank you for supporting. Uh, I got another caller here I got to get to, but thank you for supporting, and you can call back anytime, all right? All right, not a problem. Appreciate it, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you. All right, now here we go. We got caller from the 404 area code. Caller from 404, I'm about to bring you up. Make sure you turn down whatever device you're listening to me on because you can hear me loud and clear through your phone. So caller from 404 area code, you're live with pocket watching with JT. Thank you for calling in. Hey, what's up, JT? Thank you for having me. I just mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, express that you do provide really good and sound advice because mm-hmm. I just recently um, started a business and I used to follow all of the people who consider themselves quote unquote financial gurus <laughs> without any of the certifications. Right. You know, and I, when I started my business, I was hooked up with a CPA through Mm -hmm. a friend and he's showing me like the right way to actually run my business because I have Mm -hmm. to get the structure and foundation and everything right because of the type of business that I'm doing. Absolutely. I need to be compensated properly in order for me to compensate (laughs) to be compensated properly. It has to set up right. Right. Yes, absolutely. And And that was like the first thing you know you we thinking we just jump online get an llc and we good but it's just like so many other things and i'm like okay well cool i just go and get this escort and you know when i talked to the guy and i'm so glad i talked to him before i started like taking money just taking money out of my business account because Mm -hmm. he's like no it's a way that you have to do this so that you're not Mm -hmm. penalized by the irs so he taught me he shows me all of these intricacies and Mm -hmm. If you do it the right way, it seems like it's designed to work in your favor anyway. Thank you. Yes. At, at you, you no. Know I I yes, I support your opinion. You are you are correct. If you do it the right way, ultimately you're going to end up where you want to go and you're going to be supported and you're going to be safe with the fact that you're not worrying about being audited by the IRS. You're not looking over your shoulders. You did it the right way. When you try to do the shortcuts and hustle and I'm going to throw a bunch of uh, 
expenses on my tax return because I don't want to pay any yeah. taxes and stuff like that. No. Where do you end up? You end up a business that looks like you don't make money. Then when you look for funding, yeah. no legitimate bank or lending institution is going to lend money to a business that does not make money. So what do you do? You end up taking courses like this and learn how to lie because you've kept right. yourself from the legitimate opportunities. Yeah, because it's a it's a lot of legitimate opportunities. But in order to get the legitimate opportunities, you got to be set up right. And they want to see like tax returns and all that yeah. kind of stuff. A lot of times, like if you want to take advantage of like certifications and all that kind of stuff to make you more marketable. Yes. And, you know, for a lot big giant, you know, contract opportunities that are coming out. They looking for certifications in order to get the certification. You got to have your balance sheets and you all got, that type of stuff. Yes. You have, to have all of this stuff in order. And I'm like, damn, you know, so he showed me the software that I needed to set up mm -hmm. and he's like, okay, well, you know, don't spend no money out of the business account. If you have to spend money, you know, run yourself a payroll. If you need to put money back into the business, yes. pay it out of your pocket, do an expense report Perfect. I didn't know none of this. So now I'll just be running up my expense reports because I do legitimately <laughs> put a lot of money into my business, but I right. do it the right way. You do it the right it's way. Not, it's, a, it's not a lazy thing. So mm. I just wanted to say, you know, I'm learning mm. the right way to do it. And it's so <laughs> different, but it's, it's, it's just a it's just a lot more intricate, but it's the mm -hmm. same way. But it's, it seems like it's designed mm. to allow you to make more money anyway yes you're gonna make money you, you are going to make money mm -hmm. if you do it the right way bottom line you'll make no. more money doing it the right way than doing it the wrong way every time every single time but it just takes a little bit of patience because you do have to take yeah. it there, there's forms that have to be filled out you have to actually be fiscally disciplined in a way that you're spending money out the business account versus your personal account. You do have to do that. So it's not right. going to be instant, but ultimately anything instant. I can't think of anything in my life that I hold up as an achievement that I got instantly. Everything that I'm right. proud of in my life, it took time, effort, Sometimes I tripped and I didn't get it the first time and I had to get back up and do it again. Anything that I respect and honor in my life, it did not come instant. And if you're trying to become instantly successful, instantly rich, you're going to fail. Even if you get it for a right. moment, like, like the people with the PPP loans, you probably felt real good getting two hundred dollars or $300,000 direct deposited in your bank account. You got it. You did the shortcut. You lied on the PPP loan application. You got the money in your account. You thought you won. But then what happened? People going to jail. Exactly. Right? So you, did, you didn't they, win. You didn't win. And I think that it was set up to be so easy just mm -hmm. to kind of entrap people a little <laughs> bit anyway. So it's just, you know, it's like you got to be ready for that kind of stuff. And that money... If if they would have did it right, we could have created African-Americans. We could have created a whole economy off of that money if we would have did it the right way. But what would you, you have know? to done based really on? Yeah. Based on the form, it said your business had to been set up and been legitimate prior to 2020. So all of these businesses, people who've been you've been, a, you know, a black owned business. You've been hustling and grinding since 1997, but you never put anything on paperwork. So here comes 2020 exactly. when the federal government is giving out hundreds and thousands of dollars that technically 
if you would have set up your business properly in the beginning, you would have been eligible for, but because you want the shortcut, because you want to hustle, because you want to find ways of getting rich without doing the hard work, you had to then lie on the application. And now you got mm -hmm. caught up. So yeah, absolutely. Now, quick question. Obviously, mm -hmm. that 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 certified public accountant, that that actual credentialed professional that you went to, they cost some money. They weren't free. But if you weigh right. on one end the amount of money that you paid that qualified professional versus the value that you received, would you oh, would you man, make that purchase again? The value, yeah. listen, I'm paying my accountant on a monthly basis and it is so <laughs> worth it. I think I pay him like $150 a month. He gave me like a deal because I'm mm. just now starting out my business and he's not running my payroll. Oh. He's not doing my bookkeeping. Mm -hmm. I'm doing payroll. I'm doing bookkeeping, but yeah. he's doing everything else everything else under the sun telling me how I need to run stuff right until I generate more revenue. Right. But, oh my gosh, it's so worth it. And on top of that, the connections that you can make, if they know people in your industry that's generating seven figures a year, yes. people are like, hey, I'm going to hook you up when, when you start generating more money, you can probably create like a mentorship. Listen. Yes. You want to know CPAs. These people all about money. If you're yeah. about your money, you know some CFPs and some CPAs. You ain't about no real money if you don't if you're not involved with them. I'm that, sorry. That's that's such a great point. I didn't even mention that point. That happens to me all the time. I'll have client A come to me. Let's say client A is in a particular industry. And then client B comes and they happen to sell products for that industry. I'm going to make mm -hmm. the introduction I'm going to say, hey, listen, I, yeah. I know him and I know you. They're looking for what you do. I'm going to make the connection. Now, you still have to do good business. You still have to be able to provide the product or service. But now your foot's in the door. These are the things that happen exactly. when you do it the right way. That's the thing that happens yeah. when you do it the right way because they, they deal with people with millions of dollars worth yeah. of money that they're generating every year. I mm -hmm. mean... It's so worth it. I'm just so grateful that I have a CPA in my life. I said, damn, what I need a man for? I could just call him like, right. you know, no, I'm kind of about no need to scam. what you think. And yeah. and listen, he'll run the whole, run all the numbers for me. Mm -hmm. He literally helps me come up with a plan for when I can get my Benz truck or whatever it is I'm trying to buy. <laughs> so he's like, we ain't just going to be running this through the business now that it's a way we can do this to where it's legit and you can still benefit. <laughs> Absolutely. Listen, thank you so much for calling up. I'm going to get to another caller, but I absolutely appreciate it. Okay. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right. You too. All right. I got a caller from 516 area code. Please hold tight. I want to read a couple of super chats, but I'm going to bring up caller from 516 next. But let me read this super chat from my brother, K Business Podcast. Y'all go check out K Business Podcast. I was a subscriber to him before he was a subscriber to me. So go check him out. But it says, JT, he is giving us free game for free bed at the Federal Correctional Facility. Stop putting down a stop putting down black. I know people, there are some people, and I and I get it. There's some people who will watch this content and they'll say, JT, you're just you're just a hater. You're hating on him. Why are you hating on him? I'm not hating on him. This is not anything personal with, with the brother. 
I'm trying to keep people from doing what he's recommending because I know it is a federal crime. That's all. That that's it. That's that that's the only thing I'm doing. I know he's joking, but that that's that that's all that's all that I'm doing. One more super chat. I, I think we got a super sticker here. Super sticker from Lucifer Man. I, I Rat Singer? Lucifer Rat Singer. Thank you for the ten dollar super chat. I absolutely appreciate it. So let me bring up this caller. Caller from the five one six area code. You are live on the air with pocket watching with JT. Thank you for calling. Hey, hey, JT. Yes, it's, yes. Uh, great to be back. All right. Uh, I love the topic. I know, uh, I know it's a little hard on your heart to probably have a whole bunch of black people looking at you going, come on, JT. <laughs> you can't mess it up. Come on. See, you know, you're trying to help the community. Come on. <laughs> giving, uh, giving us some free game. Free know? game, yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, no, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. He has part two on this thing. This isn't free game. You, you, the person paid for this. This, this was a paid for course. <laughs> I believe the course is well over a thousand dollars. But yeah, this was this is a paid oh, for course. No. So this ain't free game. They paid for this. <laughs> and, and here's the crazy yeah, thing: nah, nah. a council, a consultation from a certified public accountant or a consultation from a certified financial planner is probably going to be less. Than what this course is. Just just think about that for a second. You could get financial advice from a qualified licensed professional at a price point that is cheaper than this course. Then you know the information that you're getting is most likely, 99.9% of the time, most likely not going to be fraud. Just, just my opinion. Just my opinion. But hey, that, what, what do you think about what's going on? Well, I think it's like, uh, like the uh, last caller said. It, it's well, I don't know if she said it. Sorry, I kind of mm-hmm. jumped in towards the end of her uh, uh, conversation. But it's like it, you, you really need to go speak to someone who's more certified mm-hmm. because. You're going to have all these people here just trying to collect money off of you, trying to tell you this is the correct way of doing it. And then, you know, you just end up in a, you end up in a worse situation, you know? Yes. Especially if you're already an established business owner. Mm-hmm. You, you get someone who tells you, uh, you you can be making triple 10x your income. And then you start doing what they say. And next thing you know, you're broke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a great point. See, I'm not I'm not a big friend, friend, uh, friend of someone that talks about taking on debt, right? I'm not, I'm, I don't believe the very first option to grow your business is to take on a lot of debt. Okay. There's other ways to fund your business aspirations other than taking on debt. Maybe Uh just maybe you should save up enough money to do the things that you want to do. Maybe just maybe you should have a product or service that you are providing to the marketplace that will allow you to cash flow enough money, save it off to the side, and then reinvest in the business that you have. Far too many people who only have a business idea. They don't even have a business yet. Think about this. They don't even have a functional business yet. They have a idea. And the first thing they run to, they're looking for a loan. 
They're looking to take on debt in their life to fund their idea. That is just so silly for 99% of the population. Everybody thinks that they're Mark Zuckerberg, that they're Bill Gates, that they have this billion dollar idea and if they just got the funding, they'll be a multi-billionaire. The odds are that your idea is probably weak on its own and what would probably be best for you, right? What would probably be best for you is to simply work your idea yourself. How about you take on extra jobs, drive for Uber, drive for DoorDash, have a garage sale, do whatever you need to do to build up the capital, the money that you need to fund your idea, and then see if it works. Start out slow. Everybody wants to sprint when it comes to whatever idea they have. You wake up one night, you got a business idea, you want to take it and sprint. You need to start with baby steps. Slowly form out the idea and get to the point where you realize, well, maybe I need to adjust. Maybe this thing isn't the perfect plan that I thought it was at two o'clock in the morning when I woke up. Maybe it's not fully formed yet. Maybe if I take a little bit more time and develop this thing, I can actually perfect it a little bit more, right? I'm not saying don't get started, right? You don't wait till an idea is perfect before you start because you will never start. But what I'm saying is don't rush to take on debt. Don't rush to take on partners either, because sometimes a partner will take advantage of your brokenness. You may have a great idea. The partner may have the money and they may leverage their cash in a way where you ultimately become a minority owner in your own idea. Why? Because you were rushing, because you were in a sprint to become successful and famous and everything. And someone saw your weakness because not having patience, believe it or not, is a weakness. Not having the ability to collect your thoughts, take your time, protect your dream is actually a weakness. There's people who prey on that weakness and they will take your dream from you. You'll look up one day and someone else it's building generational wealth. I hate saying generational wealth because now it's a it's 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 a buzzword that scammers use. I hate saying generational wealth now because it's 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 so watered down, but you will end up watching someone else build generational wealth on your idea because you weren't patient enough. At least that's my that's my view. You need to cut all those and put them into your own video, man. I, I would love to just have it all on my YouTube page. Just <laughs> quotes from JT. Right. JT rants. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a yeah, hire, I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to go on Fiverr and find somebody who can edit and say, just edit a bunch of JT rants together and see how that works. I'm a, I might have to do that. Cause I'll tell you, I ain't got the time. But yeah, like, I ain't got the time to do it, but, but like I'll hire someone. <laughs> A lot of people will do that. They'll take mm -hmm. your idea and they'll just run with it. Yeah. Especially if you don't have the motivation to do it yourself. Absolutely. Like I'm, I, I'm in one of the worst industries imaginable when it comes to, uh, I'm just in the hospitality and restaurant industry. You, you know how many restaurants fail, JT? 
that one of the worst right that one of the worst investments that a newbie can get into. Now, if you're someone who has exactly. experience, maybe generationally, you come from a a family that understands okay. what it takes to own and operate a restaurant, even if you go through the franchise model, you can still lose in the franchise model of owning a restaurant because there's so many moving pieces. I mean, it's not like you have inventory that doesn't spoil, right? If I'm a guy who's selling hats, the worst thing that can happen to me is that the hat goes out of style. But when it comes to fashion, it always kind of loops back. So even if you got some inventory that kind of goes out of style, give it about five or six years. It might come back around and now it's retro and you can sell the hats again. When it comes to food, when the food spoils, the food spoils. There's no coming back from right. that. You know, you can you can lose a lot of money in a restaurant. A lot of money. Yeah. Um, I mean, I every time like this is what I mean when I say your motivation really will help the black community. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just sat I just sat down listening to two minutes of you telling mm-hmm. uh you telling the audience, like mm-hmm. just you can't just sit down on your like your dreams. You gotta kinda do it, but you gotta do it the right way. Absolutely. And I'm over here thinking, I got a couple ideas that I could at least try out, you know? Not just fail it or run around and uh mm-hmm. try getting um funding and shit. Right. You get you gotta try that. One I was speaking one time at a at a public event before two thousand and twenty, when speaking at public events were normal. I was speaking at an event and, and one of the people, you know, they raised their hand and they were asking, like, how can I find funding? You know, I got I, I got this business idea. How can I find funding? How can I do this? How can I do that? And I asked her a couple of questions. And I said, what have you done to raise money? And she was like, nothing. I haven't done anything yet. To I'm, I'm, That's why I'm asking you. I was like, hold on. Listen, listen. A business idea is very similar to a baby, right? Let, let, let me give you that type of uh, comparison. A business idea is like a baby, right? Not even a baby yet. We're talking about it's still in the womb of the mother. That is what a business idea is. If you attempt to take that embryo, that fetus out of the mother's womb too early, the baby's going to die. There is a mandatory process, a time between embryo, uh, fetus to full grown baby, right? There is a time of maturity that has to happen, not in the outside world. There's a time of maturity that has to happen in the womb. That's what happens to a great business idea. You're, you're, there are too many people who are trying to hurry up and have a baby out of term when it comes to the business idea, right? It's it's, it's ridiculous when I think about it because it takes time to work out all of the kinks of your idea. You're never going to have a business idea. The moment you have it, everything is flushed out. Every angle you thought about. So you have to, as a business owner, take that time to protect the baby that's in your womb before you expose it to the outside world environment that is actively trying to kill 
the, the business, baby. So wait, slow down. Let that embryo grow into a fully functional plan. Seek out professional help. Don't try to have the baby in the back seat of a taxi cab. Go to a doctor. Who's the doctor? The doctor are the licensed professionals, the business attorney, the accountant, the financial advisor. Go to the people who are going to help that baby grow and form fully so that when you do give birth to it, it can grow healthy. If you do that, you have a higher probability of being successful. But that's not what people want to do. People, people want to just, oh, I got an idea, baby, right there. I have an idea, baby, there it is. Everybody look at what yeah. I made as the environment, as the world attacks it and murders it. You just got to slow down. And then they get upset when someone else, they get upset when someone else saw their idea or they think someone saw their idea. Right, and, and runs that person spending like two to three years and then makes it better. <laughs> Right, right. And then they and then they just they just run off with it. So just l- listen, people. <laughs> l- listen to the pocket watcher here. I-, I know it's a bitter pill to swallow because you want it right now. Listen, I'm still growing. I'll be 39 in a few weeks. I still have issues with patience. I've got ideas all the time. Now I have the ability to self-fund my ideas because I live on a budget. I put money off to the side to fund my ideas. I don't live paycheck to paycheck. I'm not constantly looking for ways to find debt and bring new debt into my life. I'm looking for ways to pay down debt so I can free up my cash flow to fund my ideas. But I still also do traditional stuff. I have traditional retirement savings. I'm not just banking on this one great idea. I have money set aside so that I can retire traditionally because what if the idea doesn't pan out the way I think it will? I've got backup plans. But what would be best is if you stop looking for shortcuts, people. You're not going to go to the miracle convention that's going to make you a multimillionaire. I don't care what anybody says. You can go to the 10X conference all you want. Your business is not going to be 10X by going to that conference. Bet money. Bet money. The 10X conference. Grant Cardone. Rah, rah, rah. Everybody's excited. You're going to go back home and you're probably going to do just the same that you were going to do if you didn't go to that conference. Meaning, if you're successful after that conference, you are going to be successful anyway. And if you fail after that conference, you are probably going to fail anyway. Just now, you're probably a couple thousand dollars lighter in the bank account because you went to that conference. If you're going to conferences and buying online courses to find the secret to success, you automatically lose. There is no secret to success. Now, if you're looking for basic common sense business steps that you need to take and the course is less than college tuition, then go right ahead. But if you're taking online courses that amount to what college tuition is, you might as well go to college and get a piece of paper that you can stick on the wall and that gives you privileges to 
try to get jobs and things of that nature. Maybe, but may, 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 maybe I'm tripping. Maybe, maybe I'm the bad guy. Maybe I don't understand what's going on. Shouts out to Gail at Night. And y'all go check out Gail at Night. She just got monetized. Great moderator, but now she has her own YouTube channel that is monetized. Y'all go check out uh, Gail at Night. Big shout out to uh, Clarence Overstreet. Uh, thank you so much for supporting. And again, we've got uh, Lucifer Rattenzer, Rattenjinger. I hope that I'm saying that right. Thank you so much for your support. It's been about an hour. It's a Friday night. The pocket watcher wants to relax, go to the gym and have fun with my family. So listen, people, thank you for calling in. Thank you, bro, for calling in. I'm gonna let you go now. Listen, thank you people for supporting me, rocking with me as I attempt to transition my show from just YouTube. I also have a radio show that I do here locally in the St. Louis market. There's other ideas and stuff that I would love to do with pocket watching with JT, but I'm not looking to bring on thousands and thousands of dollars of debt to make it happen. I'm going to walk this business baby of pocket watching with JT in baby steps. I'm going to do it bit by bit. I'm going to be focused, but patient. And we see where this thing goes. All right. But hey, y'all check me out. Next time y'all hear from me is going to be Monday afternoon, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'm going to be broadcasting from the radio station here in the city of St. Louis, KSTL Jubilee, 690 a.m. But of course, my pocket watchers all over the world, you'll still be able to hear me uh, live on YouTube. Just pay attention that the call-in number on Mondays is different because it's the phone number to the radio station. But don't worry, that phone number will be on the screen during the live stream. So other than that, you guys, y'all relax, y'all have fun, be safe this weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the other fathers out there. Don't, you know, don't get your hopes up too high, fathers, you know. <laughs> be measured on what you get this Father's Day. But hey, y'all have fun. Thank you for rocking with me. I'll catch you guys Monday broadcasting live from KSTL. Also, check out the podcast. I download episodes from the podcast onto all the streaming platforms out there, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, all of them. So if you listen to podcasts somewhere, most likely pocket watching with JT is on it. So other than that, have a great weekend.